You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell. Mike Abbas! Yo, Joe! How are you, good sir? Hey, what is this, number 88? 88. 88? Yes. What do we What do we have planned for 100? Uh, we haven't planned anything yet. That's only 12 weeks away, basically. So some of our listeners could plan something special for us for 100. Give us your ideas. Something special. <laughs> Something special. What What is a topic? I would like for somebody to say, hey, can you tell me about this? I've seen this or heard this. Um, if you hear teeth chattering during this episode, it is really cold up here tonight in the podcast studio. This will be a short podcast, we may be folks. We may be running to uh, <laughs> Studio B. Soon. Um, very soon. Uh, we were up here last night, and um, this is Wednesday. And we recorded uh, the, some of the cast members. Actually, every one of us in the room were cast members of Radium Girls, um, or the director. Yeah. Um, so we, you know, it was cold last night, but I think it's colder up here tonight than it was last I night. I think so too. So, um, anyway, Mister Mike, what have you got? You got any uh, any current events that you know of that you want to? Oh share? goodness, I did have. Then I put my phone away. Do Hold you on. know? Uh, <laughs> do you remember Tucker Barton? I remember Tucker. Do you know he's in a show called Tick, Tick, Boom down at the Curtain Players in Galena, Ohio? And it is uh, by Jonathan Larson. And Jonathan Larson actually wrote Rent, I believe. And uh, the show is January 27th, which is coming up this weekend. And it runs through February the 12th. And uh, he's a local kid who grew up here, and then he's uh, living down in Columbus now. And uh, fantastic voice, great tenor, of course. Uh, you know, the world could use some more tenors like Tucker for sure. And um, so he's uh, down there in Galena. So if you're interested, we did share that on our Facebook page. And then, Mike, I know that you cannot wait because we kind of talked about this a little bit. But every third Saturday from 12 to 2 p.m. at the Cardington Lincoln Library, you can go in for Build It Saturday and play with Legos. Yay! That sounds like fun. <laughs> Do they put them on the floor so you can step on them? And <laughs> only if you're a parent. That's okay. a special room, and it's sound controlled so that whatever you say can't leave that room. So apparently, so. Oh, jeez! He's starting early, <laughs> folks, and I greatly apologize for that. But you oh, know how he is. This brain never shuts off. Never ever. <laughs> All right. Um, also coming up this Saturday at 7 a.m. is the fourth Saturday breakfast at the First Presbyterian Church. Guess what they're having this week? Omelets, hash browns, and biscuits. And it looks like a nice cup of orange juice and some coffee here. They'll have coffee. It'll be uh, regular or decaf. And the benefits are going to go to the Cardington Food Pantry. Adults are $7 and children are $4. And that's this Saturday at the Presbyterian Church just down the street here from us. And uh, the Ohio Genealogical Society of Morrow County is doing a Share Your Family Traditions on Saturday at 2 p.m. That's this Saturday. And, Mike, if I remember right, I think they did something like this last year. Share your treasure and your, you know. Yeah, I think it was Share Your Treasures or something like that, yes. Um, So that's coming up this Saturday, and that's going to be at the, okay, uh, the Annex, the Library Annex? I would guess it would be at the Annex, yes. I, well, I couldn't remember if it was called the Annex or not. That was my 
my big guest there. And then um, coming up, we also have Winter Field Day. Mike, do you know what Winter Field Day is? Uh, no, I do not. Well, uh, how about ham radio? Have you ever heard of ham radio? Almost certainly. Spiraled ham radio. Ha, 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 ha. No? Okay. All right. Um, what a ham. Morrow County Amateur Radio Service Group is getting together at the State Park, and it is free to anybody um, on Facebook here. And it looks like, so they're going to be at the 41, site location 41 and 42. So these are campsites inside of the State Park. And I believe they set up their towers, and they basically, you know, set up their whole um, ham radio thing. And, Mike, it's kind of cool, you know, um, doing what I do for a profession, um, we actually plan ham radio operators into part of our disaster response. Oh, cool. Uh, and we, yes. we work with them some because there might be a time when we need to rely on ham radio to talk hospital to hospital, potentially. So, um, and that would be, you know, if, like, the Mark's radio went out. Uh, or something like that. So that's coming up um, on, uh, what did I say, this Saturday? Yes, you did. The 28th? Yeah, the 20th. Wow. (laughs) January is over. Yes, it's been over a month now since Christmas. It's just blowing my mind how fast this year is going. And then uh, Bunkers Mill Winery is having live music. It's the band Full Moon, and that'll be Saturday at 6 p.m., and that is at 102 East Main Street in Cardington. And then, Mike, I know that you are really, really worried about your safety and the fact that somebody in Mount Gilead or in Morrow County could mug you. And I want you to be prepared for that. And you're going to be able to take lessons starting February 9th at Buckeye Training and Fitness Academy, and that is over by the Bible Church. In Edison, so the old uh, bowling alley. Mm-hmm. It's actually behind the building there, um, off to the side. They're doing free combat skills defense class. And this is we're offering students after school activities, including help with homework and free combat skills defense class, focusing on physical and mental health. All classes will be taught by a professional instructor. Snacks are included in the program. If your student qualifies for free or reduced lunch, this program can be attended at no cost. So, um, Sounds like it's not for you, buddy. I'm sorry. Sounds like it's more for, like, high school kids. Oh. Sorry. Sorry, buddy. I didn't mean to get your, your hopes Maybe up. they'll do something similar for my age group. Yeah, maybe. If you're interested, contact Erica, E-R-I-C-A dot Walsh, W-A-L-S-H, at R-U-C-I-N-C dot org. For more information, there are limited spots available, so you're going to want to get that out there and get it together. Uh, we also have the pancake breakfast that's going on at the Johnsville Fire Department on Saturday, February 11th from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. So, yes, it is back. They will be serving pancakes, sausage, and juice to drink. Also available that morning will be the option of biscuits and gravy and scrambled eggs until they run out. And I am sure they will run out soon or, you know, pretty quickly at least. Um, oh, some good biscuits and gravy. That's when I That's when I miss my... Miss it, uh, being able to see my grandparents, you know, when you hear about the food and you're like, oh, like my, my memo pal used to make, um, chicken dumplings. Now she showed me how to do it. It is not that hard at all, but no matter what I do, I can't make it taste like hers. And she used to do fried cabbage with the, um, Eckridge sausage in it. Oh yeah. 
I like it. Yeah. Angela and the kids will not eat it. Oh, really? Yes. Sounds good to me. Oh, man. I might have to make us a batch because I'm, hey, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking it's going to be good. Um, so the pancake breakfast is at the Johnsville Fire Department. That is 7478 County Road 242 in Belleville. And let's see here, 7 to 10 a.m. It'll be held at the firehouse. And uh, looks like, it, man. Did you say Belleville? That's what it says. That's what the address says here, Belleville. Okay, it wasn't. Look, it says the event by Giant Johnsville Fire Department. I wonder if the mailing address is Belleville. I could very well be there because Johnsville. Shock no longer has a uh, post office. So, yeah, I bet that's why. Yeah, probably. So it is in Johnsville. There, um, if you go up to oh, what is the name of that little quick mart? Um, yes, I should know. It Starts that. with a C, I think. <laughs> I won't say no. That's not it. Um, I can't remember the name of it now. I can't remember my head. either. Uh, Marvin's Market. Marvin's Market, yes. Not it a starts, C. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Marvin's Market starts with a C. Well, the fire department actually sets where the old school used to set. Yep, so if you go up to Marvin's Market, turn left. No. Yeah. You turn left at Marvin's Market. Well, if Market, you turn on to 314, go to Marvin's Market and turn left, yes. Yeah. Correct. So you can go that way, and if you miss that, then you go down to the first road to your right, and then follow it back up around there. That is County Road 242, and uh, it'll take you there. Mike, what do you got? Well, I had an interesting one here. Uh, Mount Gilead Schools are having a book drive. Had you heard about this? I have not. Okay. Um, I got to expand it here because it's very small print. Um, Donate your books. I'll try to get everything in here. I don't think your phone screen gets that big. By By donating your used books or purchasing new, you will help to expand the collection at the Mount Gilead Middle and High School Library. The drive will run January 30th to February 3rd. Large donations accepted with advanced arrangements. Don't have books to donate? You can purchase student-selected titles directly from our Amazon wish list and have them delivered. And you can find that at www.amazon.com slash HZ. I'll tell you what. Go to the Mara County Chamber of Commerce um, facebook page and you can find all this information but a little bit about the books what they're looking for books for kids 6 to 12th grade ages 11 to 18 clean with no you with no tear tears missing pages writing in or on the book new or near new condition preferred no textbooks or reference series like encyclopedias cultural what's in the encyclopedia yeah well culturally diverse books our goal 200 books added to the library and this is sponsored by the mount gilead middle school builders club and again that's january 30th through february 3rd um so you know um help to expand the library at the mount gilead middle and high school yeah and you guys um, can now find this as a uh, post shared to our Marology Facebook page. So while you were doing oh, you that, just did that. Cool. I went ahead and did that. Okay, so that's even easier to find it that way. Yep. And uh, do look up the Mara County Chamber of Commerce if you are not already a friend, and uh, um, and and make sure that uh, you like them. They are doing a lot of fun stuff still, and it, you know they're going to have a lot of stuff coming up. Um, that it will be important for you to know, especially if you own a business or 
um, whatever. So, all right, Mike, I don't think I have anything else. Oh, I did want to follow up on one. So the Cardington Public Library, remember they had the popcorn tasting? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Do you want to know what the winning flavor was? What was it? It was, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Yes, 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 yes. Cinnamon. Cinnamon? Cinnamon. I have never tried cinnamon popcorn. Now I now I need to. I've never as well. Um, but yeah. So, and uh, I also wanted to share. This isn't necessarily a Morrow County thing, but uh, do you remember Daniel Bradshaw from Pillar Credit Union? I know Daniel quite well. Yeah, I well, had him on the radio before. Did you know that he just started his own gourmet popcorn? business i did not know that yes wow he did so uh ho- maybe we'll get him on to talk about that it's not necessarily a mount gilead local but well he did work here and and you know he's 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 part of the pillar community um um well he left pillar credit, last yeah. year oh he did he did and this is one that. of the i think this is that why he left oh he does okay work for another business um another things company, just weren't popping at the old sto- at the old uh job so, he, yeah, he wanted to do his own yeah. popping popcorn. But anyway, we just want to share that. And then real quick before we go to your last thing, I wanted to share that if you are interested, you have a little kid, um, a little tot, you can go to Storytime at any or all of the libraries in the county. So Selliver, um, Mount Gilead, Cardington, and I'm missing one. Um, Selliver, uh, Car- Maringo. Uh, the one in Maringo. Um, yeah, the one in Maringo. I think it's... Maringo Public Library, I'm not sure. I can't remember. Anyway, um, look them up on Facebook. They have story times um, throughout um, the year, throughout the month. So you might want to uh, rotate around. I know when Angela was staying home with the kids, she would take them a couple times a week to a uh, story time, and they loved it. All right, Mike, what do you got? Well, I know that we had Michael Vance on, was it last week or the week before? Two weeks ago. ago. Um, He has sent me some information They're desperately needing volunteers. I'm going to read this to you. This is actually from his uh, page. The need is real. The need is now. The reality is that every few weeks, a family in your community will suffer a devastating fire and will be in dire need of immediate emergency assistance. Right now, the American Red Cross is in need of individuals in your hometown to start their training to become disaster action team members so we can offer quick and comprehensive emergency relief for those families in need. We understand that your time is valuable and ask you to consider just one question. Would becoming an American Red Cross disaster action team member be worthy of your time and commitment? If your answer is yes, you can become the helping hand to a family on their worst day ever. Get started by visiting redcross.org slash volunteer today and applying to become a Red Cross disaster responder. So uh, the Red Cross is desperately needing some volunteers out there. And from what we learned from Michael when he was here a couple weeks ago, some of these jobs can be done from home yeah. on, on your own computer or your own phone. So, uh, you know, there's something for just about everybody there with the Red Cross. So keep that in mind, folks, and, and think very hard about, you know, do you want to make a difference in your community? Most definitely. I think that's very important. Thanks for calling that out. Mm-hmm. Um, also, before I forget, Russ Mayer would, would uh, you know, defriend me on Facebook if I forgot, I think. Um, <laughs> so what? 
Oh yeah, uh, that's what I'm getting ready to, sh- to okay, share. Is okay, the Carhartt convention. <laughs> yeah, uh, he wanted to make sure again that uh, we called it out. It's last Saturday in February. It's free to get in. The Junior Fair Board will have a food stand in the large show arena, and the Morrow County Cattlemen Association will also have their food stand open. And normally, I want to say that there's at least like two thousand people there. It seems like wow. When you drive through town, I, I'm thinking there's a lot of people, a lot of equipment that are in and around there. And uh, if you don't want to buy anything, just go down, enjoy the the people seeing, and uh, or the people watching, I guess. And uh, get a sandwich from one or both of the, the groups there. It, it's guaranteed to be good. And uh, I just wanted to make sure that I shared that um, so that Russ, I know he will be listening, but I don't want him to you know, be mad at me for not sharing <laughs> the Carhartt Convention. Well, yes. And uh, it almost slipped my mind, too. So, Russ, we got it in there. Yes. So, all right, Mike, do you have anything else that is all for now are you about ready to go back i am ready to go back past if you you are let's go all right please put your hands inside of the car until it comes to a complete stop thank you for riding the morrowology express the flashback is brought to you by the morrow county historical society currently closed for the season working on new displays for the upcoming season which will begin Sometime in April. All right, Micamus. Thank you for sharing that. Sounds just like it did last week, though. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Almost like it was canned. Yeah. Can you? Okay, moving on. Okay. Well, last time we started talking about uh, uh, levering. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Alan Levering. <laughs> Alan Levering. Yeah, I forgot his first name. And uh, we discussed how he had... Uh, uh, the the uh, opera house in Mount Gilead has his mm-hmm. name on it, uh, right downtown here, still in existence, although it's not being used uh, for such a purpose. And I I am reading from the um, 1880 Illustrated History of Morrow County, and I'm going to just pick up where I left off. I might actually put some in from that I read last week as well. So let's see where this goes. Did your mic cut out, or did you not know where to start? I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. Uh, this this writing is is quite small. Um, Mike, your fingers don't work. You can't blow it up like that. Okay, I tried. <laughs> okay, and back here in the past, we don't have such luxuries. Okay, he was vice president of the um, um, First National Bank of Mount Gilead. We discussed that. Um, in 1875, he was one of the five who obtained a charter or to organize the Mount Gilead Building Association as one, and was elected secretary and treasurer and still holds the same office, not to this day, but in 1880, that was true. <laughs> in 1876, the association, in connection with the town council, built the Van Horn Block, and in it, a hall having a seat, seating capacity of nearly 1,000 persons which was named Levering Hall. In 1877, on the second ballot, he was chosen by the County Democratic Convention, the nominee for the Office of Representative, and in October, elected by 90 majority, he being the first Democrat elected from his county in 22 years. By an examination of his record there, we find he was an active member of two important standing committees, 
that of finance and school and school lands. He was also very successful in the business assigned to his care, having in a, in a total of 19 bills and five resolutions, but two bills lost and two withdrawn. He says the bill that gave him most labor and anxiety was the one to build the Mount Gilead Short Line Railroad, which road afterward uh, complimented him by favoring him with throwing the first dirt and driving the last spike on the same. On his return to Mount Gilead, he declined a renomination, and in company with N. Merwine and his brother, Robert B. Levering, bought his former store and now does business in the old stand under the firm name of Levering, Merwine, and Company. In social matters, we find Mr. Levering has also taken a prominent part. In 1868, as author of, uh, of a society of young ladies called Twelve Friends, which is yet in existence and has its written history. Also in 1875, 6 and 7, as president of the Plug Fraternity, a society of young men. In August of 1878, when Governor Bishop accepted the then CO, the then COI of 12th Regiment, now COE of 14th Regiment, at the suggestion of Assistant uh, Adjud. Boy, I should read this ahead of time. Adjutant General, and later, by the unanimous vote of the company, it was christened Levering Guard of Mount Gilead, Ohio. Mr. Levering was very influential in our um, community, and um, I just want to pay homage to him and let people know who this man was. Yeah, so that's pretty cool when you think about what all he has done uh, for the downtown area. And I, um, I really at some point want to go up above into Levering Hall and, and really take a look at that. So, Mike, I also wanted to share here some of the things that happened on this day in history. So on January 25th, 1905, in the Premier Mine in uh, Pretoria, South America, a... 3,106 carat diamond ring or diamond is discovered during a routine inspection by a mine superintendent weighing 1.33 pounds and christened the Cullinan. It was the largest diamond ever found. Frederick Wells was 18 feet below the earth's surface when he spotted a flash of starlight embedded in the wall just above him. His discovery was presented that same afternoon to Sir Thomas Cullinan, <clears throat> who owned the mine. Cullinan then sold the diamond to the Transvaal Provincial Government, which presented the stone to Britain's King Edward VII as a birthday gift. Worried that the diamond might be stolen in transit from Africa to London, Edward arranged to send a phony diamond aboard a steamer ship loaded with detectives as a diversionary tactic. While the decoy slowly made its way from Africa on the ship, Cullinan was sent to England in a plain box. Edward entrusted the cutting of the Cullinan to Joseph Asher, head of the Asher Diamond Company of Amsterdam. Asher, who had cut the famous Excelsior Diamond 
a 971-carat diamond found in 1893, studied the stone for six months before attempting to cut. On his first attempt, the steel blade broke with no effect on the diamond. On the second attempt, the diamond shattered exactly as planned. Asher then supposedly fainted from nervous exhaustion. Conan was later cut into nine large stones at about, uh, and about a hundred smaller ones, valued at millions of dollars all told. The largest stone is called the Star of Africa One, or Conan One, and at 530 carats, it is the largest cut, fine-quality, colorless diamond in the world. The second largest stone, the Star of Africa Two, or the Conan Two, is 317 carats. Both of these stones, as well as the Cullinan III, are on display in the Tower of London with Britain's other crown jewels. The Cullinan I is mounted in the British sovereign, um, Sovereign's Royal Scepter, while the Cullinan II sits uh, in the Imperial State Crown. Now, Mike, I have to tell you, I think that is a really cool story. The fact that they found a 3100 carat diamond by seeing just a flash of light and then they gave it as a birthday gift to the king of england and then they um asher uh, the guy from um amsterdam that, was, uh-huh. that i yes. read there he actually went to cut it the blade broke i would have been i would have passed out of nerves too like to make that cut and my blade break and then i do it again and the diamond broke just the way i wanted it to I probably would have fainted too. <laughs> That's Just amazing. throwing that out there. What a story. And uh, on this day in 1993, American Chad Rowan. Have you ever heard of Chad Rowan? That name is familiar for some reason. Well, he was the first non-Japanese to become the highest ranked in sumo wrestling. Oh. He was six foot eight and weighed 455 pounds, and he is from Hawaii. He was 23 at the time, and he's the 64th person to hold the top rank in sumo um, in the sumo wrestling. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, let's see here. I think we should try that. You think? I don't, sumo wrestling. I don't want to. Um, in 1995, Russia activates its nuclear command system for the first time. Russia's early warning defense radar detects an unexpected missile launch near Norway and Russia military command estimates the missile to be only minutes from impact on Moscow. Moments later, Russian president Boris Yeltsin, his defense minister and his chief of staff were informed of the missile launch. The nuclear command system switched to combat mode and the nuclear suitcase carried by Yeltsin and his top commander were activated for the first time in history of the, of the Soviet made weapons system. Five minutes after the launch detection, Russian command determined that the missile's impact point would be outside of Russia's borders. Three more minutes passed, and Yeltsin was informed that the launching was likely not part of a surprise nuclear strike by Western nuclear submarines. The conclusion came minutes before Yeltsin and his commander should have ordered a nuclear response based on standard launch on warning protocols. Later, it was revealed that the missile launched from Spitzenberg, Norway, Spitzenberg, sorry, Spitz, 
Spitzenberg, Norway, was actually carrying instruments for scientific measurements. Nine days before, Norway had notified 35 countries, including Russia, of the exact details of the planned launch. The Russian Defense Ministry had received Norway's announcement, but had neglected to inform the on-duty personnel at the early warning center of the imminent launch. The event raised serious concerns about the quality of former Soviet Union's nuclear systems. I thought that one was pretty cool. And um, here's here was a first. And uh, when were you born, did you say? Uh, when my mom uh, what gave year? birth to me. What year? 1960. Oh, so you would have been roughly one year old. Well, actually, you would have only been a couple months old because this happened in January of 61. Okay. President John F. Kennedy becomes the first U.S. president to hold live televised news conference. From the podium in the State Department auditorium, Kennedy read and prepared a statement, read a prepared statement regarding uh, the famine in the Congo. Oh, I don't think I'd ever heard that before. I thought that was kind of cool. And um, let's see, I don't think there was really anything else that um, uh, was, you know, really big, I guess. Um, other than in 1776, on this day, the Continental Congress authorizes the first National Revolutionary War, Revolutionary War Memorial in honor of Brigadier General Richard Montgomery, who had been killed during an assault in Quebec on December 31st, 1775. And he served alongside Benedict Arnold. So that pretty much is all that we had nationally. And then uh, Mike shared what we had locally. So I think that means, Mike, we're ready to head back. Warning. 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 Terrible, terrible puns ahead. Warning. Warning. Now, just so you guys know, every time I play that, Mike rolls his eyes and kind of groans. <laughs> yeah, because I have no idea to what you are referring. Well, it is time, so go ahead there, good <clears throat> sir. And I forgot my book again. Ah, good, I don't have competition. Not today. Okay. Well, I, I once visited a place where Phil Collins recorded his music. You know where it was? In his studio? In his stew, stew studio. That that was a song. <laughs> Before your time. <clears throat> then I, I had a break in at my house. You did? Yeah, somebody stole my limbo stick. I mean, seriously, how low can you go? <laughs> Mike be limbo, Mike be quick. You know, Clark, you remember Clark Kent. Yeah, yes. Yeah, you remember Clark Kent. I, I look a little like him. Not quite. <laughs> well, when I put on the tights, well, anyhow. Um, oh, Clark Kent sat, sat his glasses on the kitchen table. Okay. And uh, Lois Lane said, is that our table? I didn't recognize it. Sorry, I don't know why it stopped. Uh, the other day, you remember when we were uh, washing my car, when we had that warm smell? Yeah, we I, we didn't well, wash it. I was, I was washing the car. <laughs> okay, I told this wrong. <laughs> I was washing the car with Joey, and Joey turns to me and says, why didn't you use a sponge? Wow. Okay. Some of these are really bad, Mike. <laughs> I had to dig for these. Sorry, that was a preemptive. 
Did you hear about the dog that had to go to court? No. He had unpaid barking tickets. Oh, and with that, you know, you can get too much of a good thing, so I'll stop. Yeah, too much of a good thing, Mike Miss. Yeah, that's right. That's right, folks. Well, like we said, this is going to be a short episode because we are freezing up here. Um, thank you for listening. Please help us. Um, give us some ideas. If you've driven by a building and you want to know more about it or some, uh, you've heard a story, we want to know uh, sure. We want to know about it, and we want to be able to look it up. Because well, if the we Morrow County it, Historical Society has some really, really good folks that can do research on things like well, that. Well, I mean, our buddy Stan is well, like... Well, Stan is who I had in mind mostly, yeah, yes. Yeah, like he, he's our... Yeah, he's phenomenal. So, yeah, and we'll be glad to share that information. And if you're looking for something to do uh, the weekend of February 10th, 11th, and 12th, Mount Mount Gilead, Ohio is going to be the spot. Come to the Capitol Theater as Morrow Little Theater is putting on Radium Girls February 10th and 11th at 7 p.m. and on the 12th at 2.30 p.m. Tickets are $12 each, and this is going to be a great show, uh, hopefully to make you think a little bit. And, uh, you know, we... We're really excited. The cast um, is really excited about the show. It's it's really coming together, and we have two weeks left um, to really round this show out. Um, and I'm 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 pretty excited about where we're going with it. So, with that being said, Mikeamus, it's time for us to say goodbye. Adios. Be nice to each other. Be kind. Give grace, and we'll see you. <laughs>